Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. We spent a lot of time earlier this week talking about the absurdity that was the decision by the University of Iowa to uh, go ahead and suspend for the remainder of the season uh, their radio announcer because he referred to a black basketball player as King Kong. Do we still have that audio for people who might not have been familiar with this story uh, who are listening to us right now? Uh, Danny G, do you have that, um, that audio of the guy? Yeah, give us a second here. Yeah. We'll pull it back up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read uh, an official statement from uh, Iowa. They said uh, that uh, they announced they will reinstate play-by-play announcer Gary Dolphin, beginning with coverage of football spring practice, and they said he'll also return for football and men's basketball. Uh, the reinstatement, uh, like the suspension, was made by this, uh, the, the, the school in conjunction with the people who – uh, carry the uh, the games. Uh, Gary Dolphin has served as voice of the Hawkeyes since 1996. He was suspended Friday, uh, that's last Friday, for the remainder of the men's basketball season for an inappropriate comment during the broadcast of the Iowa game against Maryland. Um, and uh, here is uh, the audio for which he was suspended. Some pretty good long-range shooting, and then Fernando uh, was King Kong at the end of the game. So we spent a lot of time talking about this. I think it was, was it the Tuesday show? I think it was the Tuesday show uh, in hour two, if you're curious. We opened up the phone lines. We took a ton of calls. Almost everybody agreed that was a ludicrous decision by Iowa, and they panicked and they overreacted. I'm glad that they're now saying he'll be back for the spring football game, but honestly, they should go a step further 
and bring him back for the Big Ten basketball tournament and let Gary Dolphin go ahead and call the remainder of the of the games regardless. Now, uh, the Iowa may only have whatever it is, four or five games left in the season regardless. We don't know how they'll do in the Big Ten basketball tournament or whether they'll win a game in the NCAA tournament. But to me, that would be an easy solution to what I think was a drastic overreaction to uh, to this decision. But I think this is an example, to Iowa's credit, of them listening to the response of uh, the fan base and also a lot of people nationally, including you guys. We're on multiple different Iowa uh, stations. And I think when we opened up the phone lines and had a national conversation about that, I think that's a conversation that had some impact as uh, as things continue to, uh, to to break down there. Now, um, I asked the question earlier, uh, could you think of a situation where somebody made the trade of a first-round pick, a top-ten pick like this? I really can't imagine it happening with Josh Rosen if the Arizona Cardinals decide to get into the Kyler Murray sweepstakes and take him easy, put, uh, take him first, potentially, over round uh, overall I, I can't remember this ever happening and uh, if somebody can remember it nobody has tweeted me I'm at Clay Travis a first round quarterback in the NFL to be traded after his first year I can't ever remember it happening there are a lot of first round quarterbacks that don't work out there are a lot of guys who have uh, who have been let go all those different respects maybe after the second year I think it's happened but after the first year, I can't ever recall it occurring. Having said that, would you make this move if you were the Arizona Cardinals and if you had Cliff Kingsbury coming in as your new head coach? Guys, I think I would. If you're going to commit to Cliff Kingsbury and his offensive system and he sits down with you and he says, Kyler Murray is the perfect fit. I need this guy to be on my team, I think he can be every bit as good as Russell Wilson, if not potentially better, which I think is uh, it's a high praise indeed. Now, Russell Wilson went in the third round, but if you find the right quarterback, there's nothing that you can give up that's too much for him. There's no pick that's too high for him either. If you end up with the right quarterback, that quarterback is worth his weight in gold, particularly if he's as young as Kyler Murray is. So I want to play this audio for you again because to me, this is tantamount to saying, yeah, we're done with him uh, if you are the GM of the Arizona Cardinals and you're going to talk to all the media there at the NFL Combine. There are hundreds of guys standing around prepared to ask you questions. You know the number one question you're going to get if you're the Arizona Cardinals GM is about the future of Josh Rosen and about whether or not your team might be interested in going and getting Kyler Murray. And then you respond this way. Listen once more to this answer. Well, I mean, I think what Cliff said was trying to avoid bulletin board material. I think if you're a Texas Tech, I would have said the same thing about an Oklahoma quarterback. But, um, you know, again, it's still early in the process. We haven't even gone through a full evaluation at all the positions. So really, it's, it's again, too early to say. Is Josh Rosen our quarterback? Yeah, he is right now for sure. That's Steve Keim, Arizona Cardinals GM. I want to bring in the crew. I was I was not sure what Arizona was going to do until I heard this answer. And again, the first part of that answer is fine. Yeah, I think you can easily explain 
why Cliff Kingsbury said he would take uh, Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick by saying, look, Texas Tech was about about to play Oklahoma. They didn't want to give them bulletin board material. That was Kingsbury maybe engaging in a little bit of hyperbole about how good he thought Kyler Murray had been playing at the quarterback position. And then that's that's a great answer. That's a good way to address it directly when you're asked about it. Then leave it there. Don't say he is right now. I now think that Josh Rosen's days are numbered in Arizona, and I think there's a good chance that the Cardinals are going to end up taking Kyler Murray number one overall. Let me bring in the crew. Do you guys think I'm crazy for having that opinion, Danny G? No, not at all. It seems like Steve Keim gave Josh Rosen the kiss of death right there. We know in sports, anytime uh, a GM or a coach or the front office says something like that, then usually your days are numbered. Now, my question to you is, our friend Jeff Schwartz, did you see his tweet yesterday? He proposed that the Giants send a two-plus other picks to Arizona for Rosen and get their future quarterback. There's a lot of talk about that, um, you know, earlier. I think that would then be a – and we'll talk to uh, to Jeff Schwartz about that in hour two. But that, to me, would be a sign that the Giants don't believe in anybody in this year's draft. I think you could make an argument that uh, certainly Dwayne Haskins, who wants to go to the Giants, it seems clear so far. I think you could make an argument that Drew Locke might both project better if you're a Giants uh, GM than uh, than Josh Rosen does. I don't know the answer to that, but certainly Josh Rosen, it seemed like, uh, was not necessarily the right fit for Arizona. He wasn't happy when he went 10th overall, when he went after uh, Sam Darnold, and he went after Baker Mayfield. But based on the way they played in season one, that looks like an accurate reflection of the uh, of the overall draft class. Darnold and Baker Mayfield both had a lot better rookie campaigns than Josh Rosen did. Honestly, so did Lamar Jackson, although I, th- I tend to think if you listen to this show, you know that a lot of what happened with Jam- Lamar Jackson was smoke and mirrors. I'm not necessarily buying into the fact that after a year, he's going to come back. He's going to have to be a totally different quarterback. You can't make a living running the football like they did in that Ravens offense at the end of the season. And I thought he finally got exposed pretty significantly uh, by that Charger defense. All right, so you would make that move, Danny G. Uh, What about you, Eddie Garcia? Is this a move that you would make? And do you expect it, given those quotes that we just played about Josh Rosen in Arizona? I don't expect it. And I, I, I don't put a lot of stock in anything that GMs say leading up to a draft or a trade deadline that, or something like that. When you hear that quote, I mean, either Steve Kime completely misspoke and he was trying to put this uh, this story to rest and he's just an imbecile in his choice of words. Because again, I think this is significant because all of his PR staff would have been like, hey, you're going to get questioned about this. You're going to get, you know, you need to have your answer prepared. Uh, all you have to do is say he's our quarterback and I expect him to be for several years in the future. Even if that's not true, that puts this to rest a little bit, right? When you say he's, a, he's is, he, is he our quarterback? He is right now. Well, I mean, right now is just not a phrase. I mean, imagine if somebody said, uh, let's take it outside of the world of sports, and somebody said, hey, uh, it's your 10th wedding anniversary. Uh, you are married to, insert your wife's name right here, uh, are, are you guys committed to each other for uh, the long term? And you said, well, we are right now. You'd be like, your wife would be like, what? Right now we are, huh? Like, it, it's just such a bad answer that I feel like either he blew it 
or uh, more uh, more interestingly, I think this is a window into the process that they are going through, and it's a sign that they're not fully committed to uh, Josh Rosen. That's my thoughts based on hearing that audio uh, at this point in time. Dub, what do you think about that? Does that does that sound does that make sense to you? Yeah, I mean, if I'm Josh Rosen, I'm sitting there after hearing that quote. I'm like, oh boy, I better yeah. start. Uh, I might start uh, packing a few boxes, get a head start on this move. I mean, that that's just what I would think uh, if I were him. All it does is add a lot of smoke uh, to what might already have been a uh, smoky process during the NFL draft year. Now, maybe this is a sign that Steve Kime is trying to be really smart and he wants other teams that he knows are interested in Kyler Murray to believe that he is going to draft a quarterback number one overall, thereby increasing the overall value of the number one pick. Maybe he's thinking there are teams out there that he knows are interested in Kyler Murray and this is just him saying, hey, I got to do everything I can to increase the value for my number one overall pick, and the way I can do it is by making people think that we might not be committed to Josh Rosen, and maybe he's playing chess here, and we're analyzing him as if he's playing checkers. That's a possibility as well. What do you think, Roberto, when you hear that quote? Yeah, lots of possibilities. Uh, You know, last year's Cardinals coach was a failure as a hire. I think if Kingsbury wants uh, Kyler Murray, I think you might – have to draft Kyle Murray until Clingsbury can be as successful as possible. Now, to be fair, after year one with Jared Goff, I think everybody on this show and after everybody listening out there would have thought that the L.A. Rams potentially were in a disastrous situation with Jared Goff. He did not look very good. The team looked like they had made a mistake in drafting him as highly as they did. And then they fired Jeff Fisher. They brought in a brand-new offensive system with Sean McVay and immediately Jared Goff looked like a different quarterback. And so if I am making the case for why it could still be the case that Josh Rosen is the right guy, it seems like they had a fairly incompetent coaching staff as evidenced by the fact that they got fired after a year uh, and and you know basically blown out of the Arizona Cardinals uh, uh, franchise there. But man, I, again, I asked you guys to think of it. Nobody can even think of one where you draft a guy in the top 10 as your quarterback in one year and then you trade him before year two even arrives, that's unheard of. I can't remember it ever happening in the history of the NFL and I think it would speak if it happens to how tantalizing the possibility is for uh, Kyler Murray in the NFL according to Cliff Kingsbury and his team. Now, again, it's also possible that Steve Kime is out here trying to drive up the value at the overall number one pick. Maybe we're going to come out of this uh, NFL combine process trying to figure out exactly where everybody is slotted. Right now, I think it's fair to say, I think there's a pretty good chance that you got three quarterbacks who are going to be top 10 caliber draft picks. I really do. I think that Kyler Murray will go in the top 10. I think that uh, Dwayne Haskins will go in the top 10. And I think Drew Locke will go in the top 10. And Daniel Jones, there's a lot of talk that uh, that people are going to fall in love with him coming out of Duke uh, with uh, with David Cutcliffe's endorsement that this could be another guy who goes in the first round. So that's at least four quarterbacks right now that I think are likely to go in the first round in what is, let's be fair, not necessarily a quarterback-laden draft, at least in our expectations. I think that just speaks to how difficult it is to find the right quarterback and also how desperate teams are to go out and find a new guy if they don't have one who's working out right now. 
All right, uh, when we come back here on the other side, I want to talk a little bit about Nick Foles and where we think he might uh, end up. But first, uh, Eddie Garcia, what you got for me? Got a Geico scoreboard for you. We check games and note from the NBA where the Warriors lose to the Heat 126-125. Golden State rally down 24 points, but Dwayne Wade of Miami hit a prayer of a three-pointer at the buzzer to give Miami the victory and move them a half game back of Charlotte for the final playoff spot in the East. The Hornets lost to the Rockets 118-113. Bucks over the Kings in overtime 141-140. Milwaukee now league best 47-14. They've won six in a row. Trailblazers top the Celtics in Boston 97-92. Damian Lillard 33 points for the Blazers as Boston has now dropped four in a row. Lakers over the Pelicans 125-119. LeBron James 33 points for LA. They're still three back of that final playoff spot in the West behind San Antonio and the LA Clippers. Spurs beat the Pistons 105-93. Clippers fall to the Jazz 111-105. Top 25 college basketball. Nine ranked teams were in action. Seven of them won, including three top 10 teams. Number two, Virginia. Number seven, Tennessee. Number eight, Houston posting victories. The two ranked teams that lost. Number 10, Marquette falling to Villanova 67-61. And number 17, Maryland loses at Penn State 78-61. The support brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Back to Outkick, the coverage in 10 seconds. But first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to Farmers. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now back to Clay Travis and the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. We are indeed here in the Geico Outkick Studios. Question for everybody on the crew. Would you make the move and go get Nick Foles if you are the Jacksonville Jaguars? Is he a difference maker for your team to such an extent that replacing Blake Bortles and giving him $20 million plus in guarantees, because I think that's certainly where you're going to have to go if you are Jacksonville, that it makes a lot of sense. And on top of that question, I think a secondary question that has to be asked is, do you like the move? You know, we've already talked a lot about Nick Foles to uh, to Denver. The league uh, trade can't be made, but that story has already be, been uh, been broken. The idea of uh, of bringing Joe Flacco to uh, to the Denver Broncos, or would you rather have Nick Foles if you were the Broncos? If you have the ability to either go grab Joe Flacco or go grab Nick Foles, is there one guy you'd rather have than the other? I kind of think when I see what John Elway is doing, that he's maybe overplayed here, his hand. Why wouldn't you make a run at Nick Foles first? Because I think he's superior to Joe Flacco before you agree to trade for Flacco. Foles is younger, He's been more successful of late, and arguably he could fit just as well in Denver as uh, Joe Flacco could. These guys are somewhat similar, right? Big, strong, statuesque in the court, in the pocket quarterbacks. Uh, to me, the story is uh, to a large extent. Um, what do you do there? I think Jacksonville may be in excellent shape because I'm not sure that there's anybody else who's really going to go that aggressively after uh, Nick Foles. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, the whole state of Florida is in a little bit of quarterback uproar, right? I mean, if you think about where Nick Foles could go, the Jags are the favorite right now. But look at Tampa Bay. You got Jameis Winston in theory coming back, but you could also let Jameis Winston go. You've got him for one year on a $20 million plus contract. 
wouldn't you rather give Nick Foles 20 million plus if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Meanwhile, down in Florida, it seems clear that Tannehill is not the long-range future of the Miami Dolphins. They're bringing in a new quarterback. Do you want to go into the draft and draft a, a first-round guy, whether it's Drew Locke, whether it's uh, Dwayne Haskins, whether it's Daniel Jones, whether it is Kyler Murray, depending on what exactly is available to you there? Or do you think a guy like Nick Foles could make more sense in your offense? To me, the state of Florida is in such quarterback flux right now, I can make you an argument that the Dolphins, the Jags, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should all three be out there trying to make a move in this particular arena. And in fact, all three of those teams are at the top of the list when you uh, when you consider where guys should be, uh, should be uh, what teams should be pursuing Nick Foles. All three of those Florida teams are at the top of the list. What would you guys do? Who should sign him? Danny G, in your mind, what team makes the most sense for Nick Foles? Well, first, I like Nick Foles more than Flacco. So, yeah, if I'm Elway, I'm kind of thinking maybe I... Elway has has just bungled everything <laughs> with the quarterback position, which is just the latest evidence, as if you needed any, that being great at something as a player does not mean you're going to be great at something as an executive. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody out there could question that John Elway is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and you would think he would be able to watch quarterbacks and figure out who his guy's going to be. But other than making the decision to persuade Peyton Manning to come to Denver, the quarterback position with the Broncos has been a dumpster fire with John Elway in charge of making those decisions in Denver. But remember, the Broncos, one of their biggest needs is to fill the holes in their O-line where they struggled last season. So the Eagles... You think about it, they have a very solid O-line, lots of weapons on offense, top coaches. So Foles didn't do that by himself. Uh, written down here, I have Miami. And what about Cincinnati? I would rather have Foles than Dalton. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't looked exactly at what is owed to Andy Dalton, who obviously is coming off of a substantial injury. And they've got a new coach, finally, after all the years yep. of Marvin Lewis. There could be some uh, some some arguments there that that could make sense. I mean, they're on the list of available teams. I think the state of Florida, maybe more so than anywhere else, is in flux. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be all right, let's bring in my guy, Jeff Schwartz. Um, Schwartz, when you were naked, basically, standing in your underwear in front of a bunch of men and they were writing down notes about you at the NFL Combine, how did that feel? Uh, it's a little weird. Um, it's really more weird probably because it's your first time in front of NFL personnel. I mean, the night you get there, you kind of meet with a couple teams, maybe have some interviews, but now you're in a whole room being judged on your appearance. And it's funny because you think, the times we live in now, people would get really outraged about that experience, um, but people don't seem to really care, uh, which is fine. I, mean, I, don't, I don't care, but yeah, it's awkward. I mean, you're you're in your in your tights, and they're writing down notes about your body structure and what you look like, and it is a big day though. I mean, if you're Kyler Murray, who weighs in today, um, you know, you better be about 205, or people have questions about why you're not, you know, prepared to put on weight. What um. We always talk about this, and I do think it's funny. What's How long does the measurement process take? And they do measure every body part, right, except for your penis? 
Yes, they measure all. Well, I mean, they don't measure your legs and, and whatnot, but yes, I mean, they measure your height, your weight, your arm length, your hand length. Um, they you may, you have to do like a squat, if I recall, to kind of see your ankle mobility um, in front of everybody, and then you know they read everything off. But yeah, I mean, imagine if if we knew that you know that X if your if your penis was a certain size, if you were going to be a great great NFL player. Now the problem is, you know, we have a couple guys that might throw that, that number <laughs> off a little bit. I mean, if, if that if that ball had been a yard, if that throw had been a yard yard longer, the Titans go to overtime and they eventually win the Super Bowl. That whole thing would be out of whack. But um, we have a uh, we. Uh, it is amazing to me. All this in this day and age where everybody's like, "Oh, me too." Like, you can't judge everybody based on their body. Like, literally, there's nothing that compares for women to what happens to men at the NFL combine where you are put in your underwear, where you walk out in front of whole rooms of people where they measure every aspect of your body except for your penis. And that, you know, like sometimes they'll say like, oh, he has short arms or, you know, lacks ideal uh, arm length or something like that. If they said as part of your scouting combine, lacks ideal penis length, I think you probably have to retire, right? (laughs) That would would be... The death of your NFL career, if that was because you know guys go back, and we see this time of year where guys go back and, and kind of like review their scouting reports and tweet about them. Yeah, especially guys that had like you know like you know I talk myself. I wasn't a Pro Bowler or All Pro player, but I'd probably go back and read my combine report, and maybe you know like if guys were to to marry up in life when they get married, they can like put out a quote about the size of their package of the combine <laughs> and prove everyone wrong. I, mean, I don't know if it, it would be fantastic television i know they're airing i mean they're airing the combine on, on abc this weekend like yeah actual i mean it's it's gone to, to the point now where it's a monster deal and people love to you know love the the process of the nfl combine even mel kuyper has actually never been to the nfl combine it's his first combine this week so there is a lot of interest in what's going on in Indianapolis. Danny G says he has the combine report they wrote about you uh <laughs> when was the last time you read it um, I don't know, probably a couple years ago. I'm All right, sure what did they say about Schwartz? Have the best <laughs> Massive man whose size and upper body strength make him an imposing drive blocker, but with only marginal foot quickness and balance, Schwartz is a liability in pass protection. He struggled with a back injury throughout his junior year, and his play improved when healthy as a senior. However, struggles throughout the week of practice at the East-West Shrine game and during the game yeah. will push him down the board. Uh, so first of all, that's not accurate. You're not actually that strong. So let's but first. Right, which, you, is, which, which is which is which is no. I know that people, are, but that's actually true. Like what's really funny is the reason why I was a good run blocker is my legs, not my upper body. Like that's a terrible report. I was I benched like the most I ever did was 27 on 225, and that was like three years after the combine. So I've never. That's not. It, I have really. See, that's the problem with, with some of these evaluations is they're like totally wrong. Yeah, I have very strong hands, and that was that's what was that was what I used for upper body strength. Very strong. And I have a strong back, hands and back, and then my legs are massive and very strong, and I was able to use those and roll. And knowing angles too is very important. So, yeah, that's. Uh, but yeah, the East West Shrine game was a struggle for me. It was the first time I've been in a three point stance since you know about three years in college so it was a, it was a rough week but that, that's about that's about right though i mean that's what people said my whole career is 
couldn't move well enough and, and not strong enough. All right, so we're talking to Jeff Schwartz. Now, I want to play the audio for you. I'm not sure if you've heard Steve Keim uh, asked about Josh Rosen and about Cliff Kingsbury's comments about taking Kyler Murray number one overall. People waking up across the country. I'm surprised this isn't uh, getting more play, uh, uh, primarily because everybody needs a storyline coming out of the NFL Combine. Here is what he said when he was asked about Kingsbury saying he would take Kyler Murray number one overall and about whether Josh Rosen was their quarterback of the future. Well, I mean, I think what Cliff said was trying to avoid bulletin board material. I think if you're a Texas Tech, I would have said the same thing about an Oklahoma quarterback. But, um, you know, again, it's still early in the process. We haven't even gone through a full evaluation at all the positions. So really, it's, it's again, too early to say. Is Josh Rosen our quarterback? Yeah, he is right now for sure. He is right now for <laughs> sure. When you hear that, can you believe that he would say that? I mean, to me, that's like, well, Josh Rosen's done at Arizona. He is right now for sure. I was saying earlier, like, you had a recent anniversary dinner with your wife, didn't you? Uh, no, that'd be in a couple of weeks. But I was at the, I went to, we were just in Vegas. All right. So you went, you took a vacation without the kids. That's yeah. what it was. Can yeah. you imagine if, uh, okay, when your anniversary happens, if your wife, like, uh, if, if somebody in the media was covering you and they're like, hey, Jeff, you've been married 10 years or whatever it is, how, uh, what do you think about your wife? And you were like, well, for right now, it's going pretty well. Uh, is, <laughs> is, or if they said, is she your wife? And you said, yeah, for right now, she is. I mean, can you imagine answering those questions from your wife after that? <laughs> no, no. Of course, they're drafting Kyler Murray. So this is like three weeks now. They, they, and I, I bet on Murray going to Arizona like plus six hundred. He's going number one. Look, they could easily, and, and we've seen it like like the Raiders, who are like Derek Carr is one hundred percent our quarterback. Right? I mean, they have come out strong. Now they might still draft the quarterback, but they've come out strong in yes. defense of Derek Carr. They've come out one hundred percent blazing. He's one hundred percent our quarterback. He's our guy. He's our franchise quarterback. Where Arizona's been like, oh, yeah, I guess he sort of is. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to draft Murray at one, and they have two options. One, of course, they could trade Josh Rosen. But two, they could just keep him. I mean, is, the cap hit's not very big if they keep him. If they trade him, it's like $8 million, and if they cut him, it's fourteen. But you just keep him as a backup. I mean, the, the salary, you're not paying him a big salary uh, because of the way the bows is, is spread out, and, and just keep him. But if you're going to trade him, I think the best pick they can get it's 13 to the Dolphins, maybe 15 to the Redskins. That feels more like 15. But other than that, you're not getting a pick to probably 32 if you look at where the teams are. You know, I know this is the thing with, with we talk about trades. You know, people scream, well, he should be, he should get between 15 and 25. Well, who, who in that range is going to trade for him? You have to look at the draft order and figure out who might go ahead and do that. And the idea that you're going to get equal value from last year is just not going to happen. I mean, that would be, I'd be shocked. Shocked if the Giants gave up like like the sixth pick for him. Not to see him give up the thirty eighth pick for Josh Rosen, but I don't think you're going to get a lot of value back for Rosen. He had a bad season. Uh, I know people might attribute that to to um, you know his uh, his offensive line, his lack of weapons. But you know they had Fitzgerald and, and they had Christian Kirk. Um, so I just I just don't see a lot of value there. So they might have to trade him for a second or third round pick or a package of picks. But they're probably going to try to move him and draft Murray. Is my guess. All right, so. In this in this situation in general, and and I I think it's uh it's pretty fascinating. Is it possible that Steve Keim is playing chess here, and we're analyzing this as checkers, and he's trying to drive up the value of the overall number one pick, and he wants someone else to think, oh, these guys are going to take Kyler Murray because he knows there are other teams that want him, and he's trying to get them to contact him and say, hey, what's your price? 
Well, that's very possible as well um, to where someone trades up. You know, the thing about this year's draft is if we look at the teams that are really in the market for a franchise quarterback early in the draft, there's not a lot. Okay? You have, um, you have obviously, Arizona could, could use one. They don't have to, right? They have Josh Rosen. Um, you look at Jaguars could use one. Uh, maybe the Dolphins can use one. The Redskins are an interesting case because, you know, Alex Smith, who they signed to his long-term contract, is probably – not playing football again, unfortunately. He's a, he's a great. He still has an external fixator on. I mean, he, he's not playing football probably ever again. So they have to kind of decide what they want to do. Now, they could tank this year and, and go basically tank for Tua, right? Get Tua or Herbert uh, next season if they feel they feel that way. But there's just not a lot of teams I think that would trade up for uh, Murray. Uh, the Giants at six don't seem like a, a a Murray guy. They seem more like they want Dwayne Haskins. There's just not a lot of options. So yeah, he he could be doing that. But dude, I think. Murray fits that offense so much better than Josh Rosen does. So I just think it's a better offensive fit, too, to just draft the guy that, that you want to play in your offense. And you're starting over. you you got to admit a mistake at some point. What would you do uh, if you were looking at these teams? You mentioned all those teams, the Redskins, the Dolphins, uh, the, uh, the teams that could be in the mix, the Jags, to go out and draft a quarterback. How would you make that decision compared to Nick Foles? If you're a GM right now, what is Nick Foles worth? I think Nick Foles, you bring him into a team that's kind of ready to win now, sort of, like, like Jacksonville. Like if I was Jacksonville, I'd make a play for Nick Foles very hard because you know that you have the defense in place, you have your offensive line in place, you have your running backs in place. You need to add some offensive weapons to maybe help him on the edge, but you're, you're there, right? Like You are very close to winning right now. So you add Nick Foles. If you add a Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins or even a Drew Locke, it's going to take a couple of years. Your window is kind of short in Jacksonville. If you're like Washington, for example, just I, I, take your time. I mean, you're not very talented outside of a quarterback. I mean, there are some good positions. You have Ryan Kerrigan. You have a decent offensive line. Um, you have you know, Jordan Reed, things like that. But just kind of, you don't have to. You don't have to rush. Miami doesn't have to rush and get a Nick Foles. They can take their time and draft a young quarterback. It just depends on where you are with your roster and your, what your expectations of winning are. If you want to win now, go get Nick Foles. If you want to build your roster up and take your time with a quarterback, go draft the guy. I think Tampa Bay potentially is fascinating here. They've got to pay Jameis Winston over $20 million for a fifth year. They're not sure if he's the guy or not. Would you rather pay Jameis Winston over $20 million or would you rather pay Nick Foles over $20 million? Good question. Um, I don't know if Nick Foles. I think he could fit in Bruce Arians' offense. You know, the the Eagles' offense is a, more of a quick hitting offense. Bruce Arians tends to throw the ball a little bit deeper. Um, and I actually think Jameis Winston might have a really good opportunity to be pretty good in that offense um, if he can limit his turnovers. He has the arm to, to do well. I, I think that they might just sit pat, see how Jameis Winston does, and they, I think he's going to do really well in that offense. Bruce Arians. The quarterback whisperer. We know Jameis Winston has the tower. We've seen it all the time, his big arm. But the turnovers are what crush him. He's fumbled the ball. If you, if you count fumbling, and not every ball is recovered, but fumbling and interceptions, he's having more than one a game so far in his career. You've got to limit those. But I think he could do decently well with Bruce Arians. I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback this year. Yeah, I don't necessarily know they're going to draft. What about your draft. Titans? Oh, uh, the Titans, uh, I mean. Do they believe in Mariota? I mean, like we, we talked about this. How do you, how do you give him his? His option, I mean, or, or his long-term contract. You can't, you can't, give him, can't give him a long-term contract. I think you're going in for one year on $20 million. I, I don't have any idea what the Titans' offensive system is, right? But I think 
at least you know when you analyze risk or reward, Marcus Mariota is not going to blow up in your face for something that he does off the field. And he has limited his turnovers in a substantial way. The team was, you know, playoff caliber. He's won a playoff game. I think he's been a lot more established than Jameis Winston. I just think it's interesting if you know that you're going to have to pay a guy $20 million plus and you are looking at, uh, at Nick Foles, does he make long, more sense long-term as a $20 million plus guy than anybody else? I don't think we really have a good sense for what the Dolphins are going to do. But what do you think? You mentioned no. the Redskins. What are the, what are the Bengals going to do now with a new coach finally with Marvin Lewis out and Andy Dalton coming off a season in the injury? Well, that, that, that's a wild card in this. I looked at the mock draft, or not the mock draft, the draft order yesterday when I was talking about uh, Rosen on Twitter, and they're, they're a wild card. I don't think they trade for Rosen, um, but, you know, if, if Zach Taylor loves one of his young guys, and there's not only really three guys that, that you're, you're going to draft, I think they're at the 11 right now, the Bengals. Um, you know, you might take, you know, Drew Locke might be your guy. I think Elway at 10 feels like he's a, a lock to draft Locke uh, right there, just the size and the strength and the arm strength, this thing's LOA. I always said, like, you can't draft Murray because he has to run the ball under center. Just like, he just says weird stuff, man. Like, dude, the, the game has changed now, John Elway. I know you were great in your day, but that, that, that offense does not work anymore. I mean, he still, for some reason, wants to run under center offense, but whatever. So the Bengals, there's not, there's not a lot of options this year for quarterbacks. I mean, they might be gone by 11. We've seen runs on quarterbacks earlier in the draft. I, I wouldn't be surprised if at least Haskins and Murray are off the board by five. Teams trade up and, and get those guys. And Drew Locke, if someone trades up and let's just say something weird happens and Murray and Haskins go one and three, you might have someone trade up to four to, to grab Locke and the Bengals might be shut out. The Giants said potentially that Eli's their guy for next year <laughs> and they think he still had years with an S uh, left on his, uh, on his tenure. What's your? You played with Eli. I know you like him a lot with the Giants. Yeah. But what's your reaction when you see those quotes? It's just same old man. I mean, you know, I'm not with Eli. Uh, I love Eli. He's a great dude. Um, he's done obviously wonders for that franchise. And you got to move on, man. I mean, you have to have everything has to be perfect for you to win with Eli. When the offensive line has to play well, the running game has to play well. You have to have a defensive. Like you, you, you can't. You can never be off script with Eli. If your offensive line has a bad day, you're never, you're never winning a game. If your run game is not good, you're never winning a game. If the defense is not playing well, you're never winning. Like, it's just too many things have to go right for you to get, win a game with Eli Manning at quarterback. That's a problem, in my opinion. And to pass up again on the quarterback um, is wild to me. And they're just, you know, they might just be good enough where they're not even in the, in the running for Herbert or Tua next year or, or Fromm or Easton or whoever else is coming out next year. Um, so... Oh, just pull the bandit at some point, man. Just you, you got to think, think about the future. I'm, I'm curious what you think about this. The uh, Ravens, obviously, the report has been that they are trading Joe Flacco to the Denver Broncos, right? Yes. Uh, are the Ravens really going to roll into a new <laughs> year with their number one quarterback being Lamar Jackson and their number two quarterback being RG3? Or do you think Seems they like might it. draft a quarterback in the first round oh, for no. back-to-back years? Um, I said that on Twitter. People got all angry with me. Um, I, I Look, I've been very clear about this. I do not think Lamar Jackson will be a successful quarterback in the NFL. Last year, in my opinion, was not a success. We look at quarterback wins for whatever reason and, and say, well, he won six games, therefore he had a good team. I mean, what for four and three? I mean, what, you, you know, like, stop using quarterback wins as, as a metric. He just was not a good quarterback. 
this offense is not sustainable. We saw in the playoff game when you have really a, a week to hone in on your opponent, uh, you play him a second time, the offense was completely uh, taken away from Lamar Jackson. I know he came back at the end of the game. I don't really, you know, people are focusing on that. Well, you put him in a normal offense, he can do fine. Well, they could have done that all season. They didn't do it because he couldn't do it yet. So um, we'll see how they change the offense. I mean, they have to throw the ball, obviously, more this year. But you're not winning with that offense in 2019. It's not going to happen. You also had a year where your defense was absolutely fantastic. What if your defense takes a step back this year? and you're, you, you go from being second in the league to 12th, and you lose a couple of these. Plus, this is important, they beat, like, the Falcons, Bengals, Raiders, Bucks, and some other – the Browns, five non-playoff teams in that six-game stretch. They had one good win at San Diego where their offense did nothing that game. Um, they had 16 points on offense. So uh, I, I just I think it's full school. I don't know what they're doing, but they're obviously all in on Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it is intriguing to uh, to think about what they're going to do, and I think that's wild. I mean, I, I, of the future odds when they come out for over-under win totals, I'm going to take the under on the Ravens. I just don't believe in Lamar Jackson at all. I'm with you. Uh, what else are you watching? And we're talking to Jeff Schwartz, uh, former NFL offensive lineman. What else do you think is a big story coming out of the combine? What else are you watching? I mean, I think Bosa's, uh, Bosa's health is, is important. I think he's a legit defensive end. And where he goes, he'll be you know, one or two probably, uh, Quinn Williams, depending on where the quarterbacks trade up. I think there's not a lot of drama. It's kind of nice. Um, there's just, you know, guys are, guys are going through the combine process. There's not... A lot of guys that have questions. I think the NFL did the right thing in allowing. I think they uh, they then allowed right the players who had previous arrests to come to the combine to be questioned. Just seems like a quiet a quiet offseason, which is I think great for the NFL. Um, you know the Kaepernick settlement is done and gone away with, and and um, you know that's just business as usual. I like it. I like just the business as usual. Do you think anybody will sign Colin Kaepernick as a backup? Um, well, first of all, the Patriots are not doing that. I don't know why that his lawyer. That was I thought that was very um, not inappropriate. The wrong word, but just that was wrong. He, the Patriots aren't signing him. Why would you throw it out there? He doesn't fit. They've had one style of quarterback for the last twenty years. Um, they're not. Colin Kaepernick is not being. Was not going there. Carolina is the best option, in my opinion. Where I live in Charlotte, with Eric Reed being here and and Cap kind of being a fit for for Cam. But I've said this, and I don't think it's. It's not me. I support Colin Kaepernick in, in his in his movement, uh, but I just don't think he wants to play football. I mean, it's just uh, there's no signs that point to him playing football. You know, we see guys that want to play football, put out workout videos, uh, really kind of pound the pavement to show they're in shape and they're ready to go. We just haven't seen that from Colin Kaepernick. It's okay; he doesn't have to play, but I don't think he wants to play that much. So, um, and you know, I know people will 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 try to convince me otherwise and scream that he wants to play. But what is he? What has he shown? that he really wants to play. I don't think he wants to play, so uh, I don't think he'll play again. Good stuff, as always. Jeff Shorts, we'll talk to you next week. All right, take care. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Our guy Peter Schrager um, has got his mock draft up. Uh, it works at the NFL Network, also works for Fox Sports, good buddy of mine. He is what I would call an insane draft guru. And what I mean by that is a lot of people do first-round mock drafts. Peter Schrager, every year for a long time with Fox Sports, would do a seven-round mock draft. 255 or whatever the number of total draftees is, he would do all seven rounds a mock of who he thought was going to be drafted and where he thought guys were going to go. 
He's plugged in. He spends a lot of time on this. Who does he have the Arizona Cardinals taking number one overall? Kyler Murray. You just heard Jeff Schwartz say he thought Kyler Murray would go number one overall. I agree with those guys. I think Kyler Murray is going to go number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals, and they're going to be trying to figure out a way to trade Josh Rosen. I think personally, Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, teams will decide between those guys next up. I think the uh, rush defensive end, Josh Allen, obviously Kentucky uh, star stud rush defensive end, and Nick Bosa, who set out the rest of the year last year for Ohio State to recover. Um, I think both those guys are going to be right at the top of the board. Um, That would be kind of my expectation. All right, so that is the latest there. I got a couple of stories that I want to hit with you here in the meantime. All right, some of this stuff sometimes blows my mind. I want to bring in the crew on this one. Down in Huntsville, Alabama. I think we're on down in Huntsville, Alabama. It's in North Alabama. Have you guys seen this story? It's not quite Animal Thunderdome, but it's close to it. Two people were arrested in Huntsville, Alabama because they got in a fight over crab legs at a uh, buffet. This is a real story. A brawl at a buffet surprised diners and one police officer. This is according to the Associated Press. After police say two people were mad as they were waiting for crab legs, uh, literally as I sat down and maybe took two bites out of my plate, Huntsville Police Officer Gerald Johnson says, there's a woman who's beating a man. People are moving around. Plates are shattering everywhere. How did they end up fighting? This is even funnier. They were using their uh, their utensils that you pick the crab legs up with as swords, and they were fighting with each other in a duel. <laughs> How unbelievable they is fencing? this? fencing? Is that what they were doing? Yeah, they were fencing <laughs> with the prongs that you pick up things with. So I wanted to ask you guys, if you had to get into a fight at a buffet... What is the food that you would be willing to fight for at the buffet? Oh, that's a good question. And I'm going to open up the phone lines for everybody else because I was thinking about this too. By the way, the the, the, the people fighting uh, is a mom. A mom is there with her kids and she gets arrested fighting for crab legs and it's an old dude, all right? So you got old dude and mom fighting over the crab legs. Reports are they were having to stand in line I'm going to just, maybe this is a, a little bit of a uh, of an unbelievable position. I tend to think that crab legs are kind of overrated, right? I mean, because you have to break them. Yeah. yeah you got to spend much a work, lot of time. Man. And yeah. I, I inevitably, when I'm trying to get into crab legs and stuff, I'm not even kidding about this. I end up cutting my fingers all up, and there's never been a point in time where I eat it, and I'm like, oh my God, this is such a revolutionary food. I think the hype on the crab legs is over. Uh, relative to uh, the, the the payoff. Now, here's what I would fight for. If I had to fight for food at the buffet, I'm a cobbler guy. If you have ever been at a southern buffet, there almost always is a cobbler, right? Like a blackberry cobbler, which I think is the apex predator of, co- of cobblers, like the very absolute peak of the food chain of the cobbler industry. But I like... I like the, the the cherry cobbler. I like the, the the peach cobbler, the apple cobbler. I'm a huge cobbler guy. So I think if I were going to get in a fight at a at a buffet over any particular food, that would be what I would go with. 
I would get into a fight over the cobbler. What about you, Danny G? I would say that I look for something to go with the mashed potatoes and green beans on my plate. At a nice buffet, there's usually a chef standing right next to the honey-baked ham, and they, oh. sl- they slice off that perfect piece Yeah, well, for that's you. why they have the chef there, because, yeah. like, they limit how much <laughs> you can get, right? Like, you, you, you get, like, so you would yeah. fight there. Yeah, because that's a treat. Like, how often do you really eat good ham like that? Yeah, the honey-baked ham and the honey-baked turkey. The honey-baked, it's a holiday thing to me. Right, you ever try yeah. to go in line and get the honey baked stuff uh, during the Thanksgiving or during Christmas? The line just extends out forever. Um, yeah, that that's that's one that's worth fighting for. What about you, Roberto? What would you fight for? Some prime rib, some some prime New York style steak as well. Yep. Both of those solid selection there. Dub, what are you fighting for? Uh, some brisket, man. Some good smoked brisket. That's what I'm fighting for. Eddie Garcia, what would you fight for? Uh, yeah, I, I'm with Roberto. Uh, the best thing I ever had at a uh, buffet was a was some prime rib at Trump International Golf Course. Uh, so I would, uh, I'd be all over that. Would Would this make your night if you saw people get into a fight using the tongs as swords over the crab legs? <laughs> yeah. How is there would, not video of this? I, 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 this is my first thought. How is there not video of the crab leg buffet brawl in Huntsville, Alabama? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!
There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. A couple things I want to hit here. One, that interview with Mizzou AD Jim Sterk is illuminating what could be a pretty substantial issue, which can you imagine if Mizzou is in the running to win the SEC East, which wouldn't be crazy given that they return Kelly Bryant and a pretty talented team, and they're not eligible to, to play in the SEC title game? And then they suddenly get a ruling a couple of months in. This is a this is a messy situation, a disaster ruling by the NCAA. Uh, another story that I wanted to hit you uh, hit you with. Um, I, I teased it. What's the worst thing that could happen to your salsa? This comes from my home state of Tennessee. A Tennessee man was arrested last week on a charge of adulteration of food, liquids, or pharmaceuticals, a Class C felony. What did he do? He put his testicles in salsa that he was delivering to a customer. Howard Matthew Webb, 31 years old, he put his testicles into a container of salsa, then delivered it to a customer. The reason why he did that, because the customer had previously tipped poorly. He was he was a passenger in a car. Another man filmed him. Uh, this is called, in popular parlance, the teabag. He teabagged the salsa He then produced a video, uh, and they're heard laughing, and they say on the video, this is what you get when you give an 89-cent tip for a 30-minute drive. Oh, oh, it feels good. They then posted the video on Facebook and were arrested for the decision. Genius. This is awful. Just when you think salsa can't be any better, I love salsa. This is going to make me rethink it now. I'm going to be thinking, did somebody teabag this salsa before I ate it? Uh, also, um, uh, that story is out there, so uh, I wanted to make sure that all of you could start your morning knowing that. There's also a study out. This shouldn't surprise you at all. Uh, Stanford University, I just retweeted this, did a study. said, what happens when you give up Facebook for a month? What do people? What do the studies show? People gave up Facebook for a month. This is not going to shock a lot of listeners of this show. It found that People were much happier, they spent less time online, and they were less politically polarized. 
I, it's my thesis has been that social media is what has driven the country crazy. That study of one month by Stanford University researchers suggests that maybe my thesis is correct. Now it's time for L.A. Braun. What you guys got for me? L.A. Braun. I got, I got, I got, I got. From the first show in the country to predict hashtag future Laker. Instead of three hours of it, Clay Travis captures all the mania in three minutes. LeBron has picked up the circus tent and it has followed him wherever he has gone. All right, Clay, decent win for LeBron, 33 points, 10 assists. Rondo got the start, 11 points. He dropped 16 dimes. In the third quarter, it was pretty fun. Uh, Four Kuzma and LeBron dunks in a row electrified the crowd. In the fourth quarter, LeBron stole the show with a clutch three on one leg, falling into the crowd as the shot clock expired. It sounded like this on Spectrum. Five on the clock. LBJ in trouble to beat the clock on its way. Decent win, even though the Lakers' defense still kind of stunk for the most part. They did win 125-119. to The Clippers and Kings both lost, which is good news, but shouts out to the Portland Trailblazers. They beat the Celtics, and the Spurs beat the Pistons. There's still three games out of the eighth spot in the playoffs, and they remain one game under 500. The Lake Show ain't rolling into the playoffs. That remains my contention. I uh, encourage you guys to go download the podcast. We've had a lot of fun today uh, on the Thursday edition. Jeff Schwartz joined us an hour or two. We broke down NFL Combine. We talked a lot about Nick Foles uh, and where he might end up. Jacksonville Jaguars, the leading contender to sign Nick Foles. Also, Kyler Murray, could he go number one overall? I think there's a very strong chance of that. If you didn't hear the audio from uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Can we play that again really quickly? Yesterday, this to me is a big story. Yesterday, they were talking about Cliff Kingsbury's comments about drafting Kyler Murray number one overall when he was Texas Tech's head coach and also asked whether Josh Rosen was still their quarterback. This is what the GM of the Arizona Cardinals had to say. Well, I mean, I think what Cliff said was trying to avoid bulletin board material. I think if you're a Texas Tech, I would have said the same thing about an Oklahoma quarterback. But... um, you know, again, it's still early in the process. We haven't even gone through a full evaluation at all the positions. So, really, it's, it's again, too early to say. Is Josh Rosen our quarterback? Yeah, he is right now for sure. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We're joined now by Missouri Athletic Director Jim Sterk. If you're not familiar uh, with the recent ruling by the NCAA, Missouri was hit with what many people, including myself, consider to be a pretty draconian punishment for uh, what was, in the grand scheme of things, not the worst uh, crime against humanity in the history of college athletics. We bring in uh, Missouri Athletic Director Jim Sterk now. Uh, Jim, when you saw this ruling from the NCAA, your first thought was what? Could not believe it. Uh, basically was was shocked. Um, had no indication that, that they were... Uh, the penalties were going to be so severe, um, and I, I guess, it, and then it really, you know, caused me to question. I, you know, we discovered a, I think you've talked about it before, but a, a, a part-time employee that had worked for ten years had gone through a financial challenge and and started to do things that were, well, were illegal or beyond uh, helping student athletes academically beyond what was allowed, and and. Um, she, uh, once we discovered it, we, we turned it in, um, cooperated with the NCA, received exemplary 
uh, cooperation, which uh, I've been told has been two or three times in the last decade for a school to receive that. And, and so as we sat down with the Committee on Infractions and talked about it, at no time during our hearing did anyone talk about um, they talked about probation, I think, maybe once, um, uh, but but it, so so it, it came out of left field. The the experts in the field, the people that have worked in it, uh, the people that have been on that committee before, um, gave they they were shocked as well. And so I think uh, what it did, you know, and, and I think you've talked about it. The, the message that was sent to the membership is is kind of a scary one that. Um, Telling the truth and cooperating was something was a bad strategy, and that's that's the message I'm I'm worried about. And so, unless it's it's uh, corrected, I think it's a bad message for the for our membership. Yeah, I, you know, Jim, I appreciate you coming on because one of the things that I like to focus on when I put my lawyer hat on from back when I practiced law is precedent matters, and precedent matters in all facets of life. I think because it helps to set expectations of what we should do in terms of our behavior, but also what we should expect when our behavior is not as good as we might have anticipated. And that when we find things that are wrong and we come forward and we're honest about them, that that should also be factored in here. To get a bowl ban, which is what happened to Missouri's football team, and you're going to return a pretty talented football team next year, is so outside the bounds of normal expectation that this strains to me the comprehension of credulity when you look at precedent, right? So what can you do to try to overturn this? Well, and, and you, you having that law background, um, we, we have to, to show that they uh, abuse their discretion in applying those penalties. And, and, and that's a, a, you probably know, that's a tough bar to hit. But I think um, the overwhelming support, the overwhelming reaction um, to this and the message, the, the wrong message that it sent to to the membership is, is something that that we have going for us. And I, I think that um, even though um, the the appeals committee is not um, staff members, and I think that's what people get. People talk about the NCA and and all. It, it's those are those are people that are sitting on that committee that are. A, that are assigned and, and they're outside the the uh, the employee um, employee status of the NCA, and so we have to we have to make sure that one we're factual and we stay within it, and and we're trying to be, I guess, respectfully um, uh, aggressive as as far as our pushback. We can't. I don't want to blow up the NCA. There's a lot of lot of good things that happen. You know, from the NCAA basketball tournament, all those Division three and and two student athletes get to go to postseason, and it funds a lot of a lot of great things. Um, and and that's what I I, I think it, this is 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 kind of a crack in in the the foundation of of the NCAA. And I I, I just want it corrected so that the membership can understand what what's expected because. That's that was not expected, and and from anyone else going um, having an infraction, or as I told um, one of the senior leaders at the NCA, everyone knows with online classes that throughout the country in every school, whether it's in athletics or not, people have been assisted more than what what's been academically allowed. 
with online classes because it's so tough to monitor. And, and when we found something, we turned it in. Now the message is, boy, you better not turn that in or they're going to slam you on that. And that's not healthy for our membership. We're talking to Missouri Athletic Director Jim Stark. Uh, Jim, one of the other aspects of this is obviously right now you've got a bowl ban, but it kind of sets up free agency for your players because under NCAA rules, I believe I'm correct in this, when your team is not eligible for postseason play, players can contemplate leaving, and that allows other schools to theoretically contact your players and try to uh, to recruit them or persuade them to leave. Uh, have you seen messes uh, and issues with that and is that also compounding what was a bad ruling to then create further turmoil uh, that isn't justified? Yeah, yes, you are. You are correct about that. And and it, it was actually the committee that said, um, even though you know, if if you appeal the recruiting or the uh, transfer opportunities for student athletes, um, is not going to be stayed. So. Uh, we're appealing. We we are in a, the 30-day window of, of turning back. It, um, we had to give notice of appeal first. Uh, the NCAA responded, and and now we're in a 30-day period. I think by before the end of the end of March, we have to turn in our uh, our official appeal, and then they have a period of time, and it goes back and forth, and so it could be six months to nine months um, in previous cases. So so that puts a lot of um, uncertainty, I guess, for our, our student athletes that, that have one year left, uh, they can immediately transfer, uh, given the, the ruling, um, they could, uh, they could, uh, immediately transfer and not sit out. And so what I think our coaches are doing, and we've tried to, the chancellor and I have met with each of the teams and tried to be there. We've, we've done question and answers for, for parents and understand it. And, and I think, uh, uh, Coach Odom has did a great culture within his football team, and and I think they they uh, they've said basically, you know, we're going to go twelve and zero, you know, and and we'll see where where things end up. So I, I'm excited about about where they're headed as well, and they they start spring ball this this Sunday, in fact. Yeah, Barry has done a really good job with the Mizzou football program, but let's take a step back here because this is a larger scale issue potentially for college football as well. You're returning a good team. You have brought in Kelly Bryant, the transfer from Clemson, who probably will be your starting quarterback. If you were to win the SEC East uh, or be in the mix to potentially contend for the playoff, but let's just start with winning the SEC East. What has the SEC told you about their belief of the penalty that bans you from bowl and postseason play, and how would that implicate the overall race in the event that you're a contender in the SEC East in uh, down the stretch? What has the league told you? <laughs> That's a complicated one. And, and the league, first off, um, uh, William King has, has worked in the, in the field of, of working with the Committee on Infractions. Uh, Greg Sankey, our commissioner, has been on that Committee on Infraction and actually chaired it. And, and so they were equally as shocked or even more because they understood and had been in that, in that room before. And so um, they were shocked at that, that ruling. However, I, I think they, what, what we, ha- we haven't, I haven't spoken to them specifically about it, but what it does is it indicates that we would not be able to play in that championship game. And, and so that's the, that's the, the huge 
um, I guess penalty that, um, and I, I guess the other thing is, is we we none of none of the student athletes there were ended up being twelve that received extra benefits from a variety of sports. Um, we sat the ones from last year that we knew um, that that were currently on teams. We sat them in, in cooperation with the NCA and the eligibility committee. We sat them twenty percent, I think, or something that they felt was appropriate and and uh, 20% of their games. And, and so um, we have no student-athletes, no staff that were involved with this at all. So that's the other... Um, You're I punishing guess. people who but are I'm, no longer affiliated with the program going forward, uh, which is always a big issue when you deal with punishments here. Now, I want to go back to the SEC uh, race, potentially. Missouri has been twice to the SEC championship game, which is the most watched regular season, if you want to count it as a regular season game by far in the country, the SEC championship game. And you said this appeal, you may not know the result for six to nine months. So you could very likely enter the season in September not knowing whether you're eligible to play for the SEC championship and potentially get a ruling that happens during the course of the season, which could change that, right? I mean, that's a messy situation for the league in general. Yes. Yeah, you are correct. Um, okay, now, uh, and, and that's wild. I can't remember ever a, a situation where something like that applied. Now, we're talking again to, uh, to Missouri Athletic Director Jim Sterk, who uh, I believe their school was, was drastically over-penalized relative to, uh, to, to the wrongdoing here. When you see other precedents, and I talked about this uh, a little bit a little bit ago, uh, at, for instance, the University of North Carolina, where there is a systemic issue that, is goes to the very root of the essence of the school, right? What you are accused of and have admitted went wrong is you had a tutor who was providing improper tutorial assistance to uh, a handful of student-athletes, I think you said 12, across a variety of sports. When you see something like UNC, where there are hundreds of athletes that have benefited from a systemic failure and they virtually get no punishment and then your school gets the book thrown at them, isn't it hard to say that there's fairness and equitableness being applied here in the NCAA when they're levying penalties? Well, and I think that that really uh, there's a little bit difference, I guess, is is the and they, um, from what I understand, and you probably know it know it better better than I as far as what they they found them basically the the classes were bogus classes, but. Ever, not just athletes and the whole university fun. it's a fascinating point that you're going to make here which is if you have such a systemic failure in your university that bogus classes if you want to say the word benefit other people other than student athletes then they say oh this isn't an NCAA issue because it's a systemic failure at the university level therefore we can't punish you which honestly makes me think when I hear things like that, universities should make scandals bigger and argue it's not just athletics and you would never have an issue. Well, and, and we've been asked the question, didn't this tutor help other, you know, other students besides? And, and that's, that's true. You know, she, I, I think that that is the case. But, and, and so it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating one. It's, uh, uh, you can't believe um, you know, th- that difference, I guess, um, would would impact us, but I think the committee on infractions um, was frustrated that they didn't they weren't allowed allowed to assign penalties to North Carolina. I think there was some of that in in how they they came back at us and tried to send a 
tried to send a message, but unfortunately, it's the wrong message. Jim, I really appreciate you waking up early with us uh, here. Please keep us updated on this, and uh, uh, hopefully the, uh, the the saner minds will prevail and they will overturn this bull ban for you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Question. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hey it's jonas knox all right game off we got to pause here to talk more about monopoly go i know what you're saying flag on the play you already talked about that but there's just so much good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much to get unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!